0: Welcome to the Food Freedom Podcast. I am Coach Mary Roberts, and this podcast is all about finding your freedom from food addiction. And we're going to talk about all things related to food addiction and recovery. Let's dig in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Food Freedom Podcast. I am Coach Mary Roberts, and I am your host. Um, I have talked a lot on previous episodes about Danger zones, or as other people like to call them, triggers. Uh, I personally don't like that word. So I've talked a lot about danger zones, and today I want to talk about three common physical danger zones and how you can bust through them. As many of you know, I heavily advocate for eating a quote diet, end quote. And I say that with the quotes because diet just means way of eating. I'm not implying that. It's a temporary thing that has a beginning and an end. So anyway, many of you know I heavily advocate for a diet of eating real food, no processed foods, and eating mostly animals, because I believe that the proper human diet is real food, and and it, that real food um, is comprised mostly of animals and a few plants that you like and that don't adversely affect you. Um, so... And I believe that that way of eating is going to give you the best chance for recovery. I've said over and over before that eating a real food ketogenic meat-based diet did not directly fix my eating disorder, but it's most definitely um, been the vehicle that paved the way for me to get into recovery and to stay in in recovery. Okay, so let's hop to it. Um, one very common physical danger zone is feeling too hungry. Uh, we allow ourselves to get too hungry for whatever reason. Um, it could be maybe we were intentionally fasting, like we set a goal to fast for a certain period of time. Um, maybe it was unrealistic or too long. Um, or maybe the day got away from us um, and we were really busy and we didn't eat enough or we didn't eat at all. And then we you know, find ourselves... Uh, feeling ravenous. Whatever the reason, when we allow ourselves to get too hungry, we are setting ourselves up for either a moment of disordered eating behaviors um, or the start of a binge or a relapse. So how do we bust through that danger zone of too hungry and stay food sober? This danger zone is a battle that many people lose because they forget to fight back against that voice of sabotage that voice that's saying things like, oh my gosh, you've already gone too long without eating and you just have to eat now. It doesn't matter what you eat, just eat. We get that panicked feeling and we have this sense of urgency to eat and then that voice of sabotage speaks to us and tells us something illogical, an illogical lie. So what we need to do in that situation is halt, which literally means stop. And we need to acknowledge that we're in a danger zone and we need to listen for whatever lie that the voice of sabotage is telling us in that moment. And we need to respond to that lie, preferably out loud. So when we stop and slow down before making an eating decision that won't be good for us, we have to stop and and listen for that lie. So let's say the lie we hear is what I mentioned a few minutes ago. They've gone too long without eating already and you just have to eat something now or you're going to pass out or feel sick or whatever, right? Like that voice tries to convince us that we have an a, a, an emergency and possibly a, a medical emergency. Um, you know, we're just looking to relieve that panicked, anxious feeling that we often get when we realize we haven't eaten in a long time. So we have to tell that voice of sabotage that there's no, first of all, that there's no such thing as a food emergency, and I, 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 it bothers me that I even have to say this because there's always someone. Now, listen, when I say there's no such thing as a food emergency, obviously, there are people out there who have, like per- perhaps a type 1 diabetic, who have real issues with um, low blood sugar, but most of us do not fall under that. So it, it, in general, it's the truth that there's no such thing as a food emergency. So we have to, you know, acknowledge how long it's actually been. And we have to tell that voice of sabotage that nobody's died from going five, six, seven, eight hours with, without eating, maybe even more <laughs> without eating. And then we tell that voice that we're going to do what's best for us and we're going to find something nutrient dense to eat. Even if it takes a few extra minutes, you know, or extra time to prepare, it's better to wait a little longer in discomfort than it is to make the wrong decision and then have to live in several minutes, hours, or days of discomfort, regret, and potentially physical repercussions from making the wrong eating decision. Okay. So another physical danger zone that's very common is being too tired. When we're too tired, you know, it's definitely not fun. We're, you know, we're cranky, we're um, irritable, we're not good at making decisions. A lot of us are able to, you know, stay food sober throughout the busyness of our day. And then all too commonly people give up their food sobriety because they get to the end of the day and they feel exhausted or tired, drained from the day, and, and they feel too tired to make a good eating decision. So that voice of sabotage says something like, oh man, you didn't take out any meat for dinner. You may as well go to the drive-thru. It'll be quicker. You're too tired to cook anyway. I mean, does that sound familiar to anybody? Um. So in this situation, again, we have to acknowledge the lie that the voice of sabotage is telling us, which is that we're too tired to eat what's right for us. We have to remember though that recovery, part of recovery is us daily looking at, daily examining what our real needs are and intentionally not turning to food to fill a need that isn't food related. So when we're feeling too tired to make a good eating decision, we have to ask ourselves, What is my real need here? If I'm so tired that I can't make a good eating decision, then I'm better off not eating. Even if I'm experiencing true hunger, even if I'm going to eat the wrong thing, you know, if I'm going to eat the wrong thing, then eating is pointless. If I'm so tired that I can't make that good decision, then I have to fill my real and more urgent need, which is rest. So maybe I've got to take a nap to get recharged to be able to make the right food decision. Or maybe I just go to bed early and I make an eating decision in the morning when it's a new day and my, my head is clear. All right, so this last one is aimed at women, um, but another physical danger zone for many women is that time of the month. There's a lot of research that compulsive eating and um, bad episodes of body dysmorphia and self-loathing are elevated when our progesterone levels rise during the premenstrual phase of our cycle. Also, there's been studies that show that our appetite rises when our estrogen levels are low, and that's typically, um, you know, estrogen's typically at its lowest level during the bleed days of our cycle. So it might seem that this is a danger zone we can't control, and in some sense it is because, like, this is, go- you know, we're going to get our period. Most people most women are going to get their period every month and this is, you know, this is just a fact of life. And I'll say that as women, we've been conditioned to crave and eat during this time. So, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that it's in our head and I'm not trying to invalidate anyone, so don't misunderstand me, but there's a strong component here that we've been gaslit as women that we're just insatiable junk food eating monsters when our period comes and that's just not true. Um, We have to remember that our food sobriety is still a priority when we get our period. It comes every month, so it can't be an excuse to give up our sobriety. That voice of sabotage will tell us that eating whatever we want is taking care of ourselves, you know, during this time. And, you know, that's that's a lie. The real way we take care of ourselves during this time is to continue to stay food sober, to feed ourselves nutrient-dense food. You know, if indeed your appetite is increased, and I believe for many of us it it is, then just eat more food. But make sure that it's nutrient-dense animal foods that you're eating. Hormone hunger is very real, and our body is working really hard during this time. So it's not a good idea to, you know, intentionally be in a caloric deficit or eat low fat or, quote, you know, diet when we're on our period. You have permission to eat. You just need to eat the foods that you know that are on your food sobriety plan that are that are food sober foods for you and eat as much as you need to feel satiated. You do not have to <coughs> white knuckle through um real hunger when you're having your period. Our food sobriety rules, bottom line is our food sobriety rules remain in place regardless of the danger zones we find ourselves in or are confronted with, and regardless of how our voice of sabotage is speaking to us, you know, as much as Ed may be loudly telling us that it's okay, you know, to engage in disordered behavior because we're on our period, we cannot forget that our number one priority every day is food sobriety because that's the real way we take care of ourselves. When we are not food sober, literally every other area of our life suffers our health, our relationships, our body image, our self esteem, our confidence. And when we are deep in our eating disorder and we are feeling the effects of being poisoned from the food that we ate, we often can't think straight. It affects our relationships, you know, because maybe we weren't so nice. We feel fatigued. We're often sick, etc. So, food sobriety has to remain number one, so that we feel good in every other area of our life. Um, I hope to you enjoyed today's episode. If it resonated with you, and you think someone else needs to hear it, please share the episode. Um, and also, lastly, if you're if you still struggle day to day, or every few days, or every few weeks with quote you know starting over. Um, on your food sobriety, I highly recommend that you get my self-paced food freedom program and work through it so that you can adopt the mindset you need to stay food sober and have the tools and strategies to overcome your disordered behavior and live a life of food freedom. Thanks for being here and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening today. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at ketomary71, as well as my website, ketocoachmary.com.